Hello and welcome to another episode of That Sports Guy's podcast. I am Craig Forrestal. I am That Sports Guy. Go ahead and find me on Twitter at that underscore sports underscore guy, where you can find all of my latest football takes. Also, NFLDraftDiamonds.com is proud to feature the That Sports Guy podcast on its website. Stop by NFLDraftDiamonds.com, your official draft coverage king. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Player Profile Interviews. I am Craig Forrestal, also known as that sports guy on Twitter. Go ahead and find me. But today the main attraction is Manny Rugamba, Miami of Ohio defensive back. Manny, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for making the time to be with us. I know that you were just getting out of a Zoom session with one of your coaches. You getting excited about the upcoming season? Yeah, we were just uh, having uh, one of our meetings, just getting ready for, uh, getting ready for Pitt. Uh, week one, so just watching some film there and then just taking down some notes, just gradually trying to get used to them. Definitely. And before we get into, you know, the game against Pittsburgh and all that stuff, I want to take it all the way back to the beginning. You're originally from Naperville, Illinois. What's life like in Naperville? Uh, life is smooth in Naperville. Uh, it's a nice town. Um, I kind of moved there when I was in the seventh grade. I moved there from Bolingbrook. Illinois. I grew up in Bolingbroke from like, I want to say first grade elementary school up until like sixth grade, going into seventh grade, then we moved to Naperville. And uh, so when I moved to Naperville in seventh grade, it was it was a really nice town. Um, people were very welcoming. Um, it, it's, it was something that I wasn't used to at first uh, compared to the city that I grew up in Bolingbroke. But um, overall, it treated me well, and I enjoyed my time there. So Naperville is a nice town to grow up in. Absolutely. And you actually played at Naperville Central High School, which has a pretty strong athletic reputation. Uh, some famous alumni from Naperville Central include Cameron Brait and Owen Daniels, NFL tight ends, WNBA legend Candace Parker, and then New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton. So could you just talk about the sense of pride that comes with playing in the Naperville Central uh, high school programs? Um, definitely there's a lot of pride and there's a lot of history uh, within the program. I know the football team personally was a powerhouse, uh, you know, years back in history. And that was one thing that I didn't know too much about when I moved to Naperville. Uh, like I said, I came from Bolingbroke. And um, actually that year, they ended up playing Bolingbroke. I think it was my seventh or eighth grade year in middle school or something like that. And they went on to win state that year, I think. I'm pretty sure, but you got to You can't fact check me on that, but um, yeah, it was. It's definitely a place that has a lot of history with it. Like you said, the Parkers have went there. Both Candace and her brother went there. Um, Sean Payton. So you know the we got guys in the NFL. So it was definitely something that, looking back at it now, uh, maybe I didn't. I didn't know too much about it then on when I was, you know, going to school there. But looking back at it, uh, it's been a lot easier to appreciate. Absolutely. And like you said, it was a a strong athletic program and you were not an exception. You stood out um, amongst the the high school students, not only in the area, but all across the country. And that led to some pretty big schools coming and trying to find your services in the recruiting process. Uh, So what was that like? If you could talk about what maybe some of the factors were in picking a college that time um, at a high school. Uh, one of the biggest factors for me was 
um, looking up where I thought that I can play and where I felt comfortable and just opportunities that I had, just seeing uh, what year people were, if they had guys coming in, coming out, what kind of defense they ran, um, how far away it was from home, kind of the things they offered for school. And uh, when I picked Iowa, it was two and a half hours away from home. It was in the Big Ten. You know, I really, I, I really didn't realize how big of a big time school Iowa was back then, but I quickly did when I got on campus. And it's it's a culture that is, I don't know if it can be multiplied. I don't know if there's other cultures out there like that with football, but it's something that stepping into, uh, it was a great experience. So the kind of like that's that's kind of like the process I had about it, just. All those, all those factors into um, the decision that I made. Absolutely. And now we fast forward to your time here with the Miami, Ohio program. And you're coming off of a really strong season where you won the MAC championship, you earned all MAC honors, and you were also the defensive MVP of the MAC championship game. If you could just talk about what last season was like for you, your first season with the Red Hawks program, and then what you're hoping to accomplish this year. Uh, the past season, like you said, was filled with, um, you know, different uh, kinds of success. And it was, it was, it was great to be able to just finally come off of having to transfer and then redshirt that year. And then, you know, last year we went six and six when I redshirted and we didn't know if we were going to a bowl game or not. And just the ups and downs of that and, um, being able to, finally get back to the MAC championship and finally become, you know, back, you know, finally become a contender back in the MAC uh, conference. It's something that uh, we've all taken pride in uh, since I've gotten here. And um, it's something I could try to continue to put forth. And as far as going into the next season, um, I just want to do the same thing that I've done uh, in the past. Just try to do the things the right way. Cause you know, at this point, I'm in my fifth year uh, in around college football, so I know how things should be done. So it's just, just as far as making decisions every day of, you know, what 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 decisions I want to make to get towards what goals I want to have. Definitely. And you mentioned it when we first got on, the upcoming game with Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh's quarterback, Kenny Pickett, gets a lot of attention. Uh, for his abilities, when you're watching film and you're getting ready and you see a upcoming opponent where they have a quarterback that might be in the NFL's eyes or has some buzz, does that do anything as far as motivation for you? Do you Does that do anything, or is it just another game? Uh, it definitely motivates you as a competitor. Uh, you know, you always want to compete against the best. So when you're hearing about guys on the other team, it, 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 it kind of forces you – it forces your hand to put forth your best – effort you know that week and it's you, the last thing you want to do is regret uh after the game saturday like man i should have watched a little bit more film because you know they got guys on their side of their ball that's capable uh of not only competing at the college level but competing at the nfl so you know you got eyes on you and it's just kind of the thing that comes with the you know comes with the life of playing college football you can always have to compete and there's always going to be people on the other side of the ball that are really talented so whenever they come and whenever you guys meet up, it's 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 one of the more more fun parts of the game is competing and you know just the attention he's getting as a quarterback. Uh, it'd be nice to play against him and just uh, see his best effort as I try to do the same. 
Definitely. And Manny, I wanted to ask you about your game and specifically tackling. You had 85 tackles last season. And sometimes defensive backs, cornerbacks, they get a reputation of trying to avoid contact or maybe not being the most physical of guys on the field. Maybe if you could talk about your mentality and your approach and the pride that you take in tackling. Uh, The pride I take in tackling, I think it goes back to probably like Little League. It goes back to Little League. But it it isn't something that I figured – it's something that I figured out over the last like two, three years is uh, just the idea of in this game, if you don't go full speed, you're going to get hurt. That's that's first things first. It's like if, if you if you go into a pile and you're not putting forth your best effort, you you're probably gonna end up hurt. And the second aspect of it is, as long as you fly around to the ball and you give all out effort, you know, you're doing half the, you're doing half your job. You know, just giving effort and flying around. And um, honestly, at first, to be honest, I think uh, my freshman year. You know, because I played receiver in high school, and I only played corner when uh, in high school. I only played corner when we were, you know, about to defend a pass or a third down or second along or something. So it wasn't really until college that I got, you know, to really fully become a defensive player, and um, I didn't really know how to tackle too well uh, early on as a freshman. I was small, uh, broke my collarbone early on, so that kind of like had me a little shaky to come back, you know, tackling. And it was just fighting injuries here and there. But it was just kind of like a decision you have to make. Like you said, it's a mentality. And um, you just got to – if you don't if you don't run full speed, you're going to get hurt. And secondly, if you just fly around to the ball, you're bound to make plays. And as far as those two things, if I can give advice to anybody, it'd just be run to the ball and give it, give your, give your, uh, give it your all when you run to the ball and wrap up. And you can't be – you can't be upset with what happens because if you just continue to do that over and over and over, you'll look up and then you'll have 85 tackles or something. <laughs> I guess that's the easy way to get to 85, right? Yeah. Um, but like you said, you were also a wide receiver for a majority of your career before you got to high, uh, before you got to college. And I was just wanted to know how playing receiver in high school has helped you with your ball skills on the defensive side, or if playing wide receiver has helped you with footwork or little things that you've been able to pick up on as you've transitioned to the other side of the ball? Uh, I think definitely it has because uh, I try to, you know, label myself as a real student of the game and breaking things down is something that I enjoy. It's one of the more fun parts about football. So I remember being a wide receiver in high school and just constantly trying to break things down get like three steps ahead of the defender. And I've tried to kind of like find my hitch in that on the defensive side of the ball, because I know offensively I was uh, – one thing I took pride in was route running and just trying to be real fundamental in that and trying to have, like, a distinct thing that I do better than everybody else. And it wasn't until, I think um, – it wasn't until uh, I switched over to the foot, to the defensive side of the ball that I wanted to find that niche too because you got to find something that you're better than everybody else and, you know, you got to excel in it. And I think that thing was just uh, – the attention to detail with film and how how big of a difference film makes on the defensive side of the ball compared to how big of a difference it makes on the offensive side of the ball. Offensive side of the ball, it makes a difference, obviously. But I feel like on the defensive side of the ball, you can really get uh, an advantage on guys if you really do know what's coming because it's just like the offense has to run that play. But if you know what's coming, they can't change it. You know, they have to run the play. 
And I, I just feel like you had you kind of have an advantage when you know more things than you should at the defensive side of the ball. So uh, I feel like that's what I've taken from the offensive side of growing up and playing receiver, as well as the ball skills. Um, that's what those, those are two things I've prided on is catching the ball and running good routes. So that definitely transitioned over to the defense side of the ball as far as being able to play the ball and make plays and then coming down to being a student of the game and just breaking it down and breaking down concepts the same way that I did on the defense side of the ball. I mean, the same way I did in the offense side of the ball early on in my career, uh, the way I'm doing it now. And that transition has been pretty pretty strong for you. Um, I wanted to read you one stat right now. Um, there were 157 cornerbacks in college football last year that were targeted 50 or more times in the past game. And 27 of those cornerbacks allowed a completion percentage of 50% or lower into their coverage. You were one of those 27 cornerbacks in the country. When you hear something like that and knowing how short of a time you've put in on the defensive side of the ball, what is the, the high point for your game? How much more can you grow? Uh, that's one thing is when I hear that, it's kind of just like, man, uh, it's a relief because – I still have thoughts of, you know, the the last season that I had where I feel like, man, I could have done better or I should have watched a little more film here or I should have did this a little more. I should have stretched here some or if I would have just snapped my eyes the way I know I should, the way coach coaches me to do it, uh, I could have made a bunch of plays here. So just the success that I've had after watching the film, I just see a bunch of opportunities to get better. So I feel like, um, yeah, it was a short – it was a short – turnover in my career from defense, I mean, from offensive defense, and to hear that stat about, uh, you know, having under under 50% completion rate with uh, 157 guys out there and only 27 people did it, uh, it's just, it's a relief because sometimes you can be real hard on yourself. So I'm, I remember seeing that stat uh, when it came out, and I was kind of surprised because those are one of the stats that you don't really know unless mm-hmm. somebody out there does the homework on it, and it's something that I wasn't really, you know, focused on. So to hear it come out was like, man, well, that that's good because I, I kind of thought I sucked for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, the exact opposite of that, my man. Uh, but going off of that, we've talked a lot of football, Manny. Um, I wanted to transition into some stuff so people get a feel for you off the field. And if you'd be a good sport, the first thing I want to do is I just want to ask you, what song are you most embarrassed to admit that you like? Man, what song am I most embarrassed to admit that I like? Uh, honestly, I would probably say it was like I think it was like I was like sixth grade. We we're driving to Iowa. It was before I even knew Iowa was a state. <laughs> uh, we we're driving for an AU tournament, and I was in the car with my friends and his parents, and we we're trying to find a a, a a radio station to listen to, and the song I think she. I think my tractor's sexy. I think that 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 song came on, and it was low key kind of catchy. So I mean, I I it's like it's like it's something that stuck with me. So I mean, it doesn't come on all the time, and I don't play it all the time. But when I do hear it, I definitely do sing along to the song. You know? But that's the one the song. And now, what's the dream car? Man, the dream car would probably be a souped up Hellcat. Yeah, that's definitely it. I've definitely been thinking about that one. Now, what's the most interesting or memorable class that you've taken in college? 
Interesting and most memorable class I've taken in college. Uh, African-American history and the diaspora of the Africans. I would say that would probably be the most interesting. I actually took a very similar class uh, to that when I was in college. I, I took a whole bunch of different routes to get in my college degree. One of the places that I went to was one of your rivals, University of Toledo. And I took an African studies uh, class as well. And when I tell you that was eye-opening and I thought I knew stuff, but then I really knew stuff, man, super interesting. I recommend that class to anyone that can take it. Um, but we digress. What's the best restaurant for me to catch a bite to eat around campus for you? Uh, for me, the best restaurant to catch a bite to eat, I would have to say Fiesta Charles. And what am I gonna get when I head over there? You gotta get the. You gotta get. I don't speak too uh, too fluent Spanish, but I think it's like El Pollo something that say shrimp, something like that. It's like El Pollo. I don't know how you say shrimp in Spanish, but just go in there and ask for the El Pollo shrimp with the cheese mm-hmm. or the pineapple. They gonna know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, as long as they know, that sounds good to me. Got everything I like in that. Yeah. And now, if you won a million dollars and you could only donate it to one charity. Or one cause, what would that be? Hmm. One charity and one cause. It would be. It would have to do. It would have to do. It would have to be towards finding, towards finding uh, missing children, specifically missing. Uh, black missing missing little black girls and i feel like that's one of the things that isn't uh brought to awareness i i I don't know exactly just off the top of my head what organization i would donate to but anything that has to do with finding girls that go missing daily and because i feel like human trafficking is something that isn't spoke on the way it should be and it's just something that it's 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 crazy to think that it's, it's a form of slavery and it's just something that isn't they say call it human trafficking. They can just they should just call it slavery so people can open their eyes up to it, because uh, it's just something that blows my mind, and I feel like it needs more attention. Absolutely. When you talk about human trafficking and just the ugliness that we hear about with survivors that come from it, so I definitely am right there with you with going ahead and putting resources towards finding, you know, uh, young young girls specifically, young black girls in. Uh, those desperate situations. Yeah. So, so Manny, before we get out of here, what is one thing our listeners need to be ready for when it comes to the Miami, Ohio football season? Man, the number one thing they need to be ready for is I think it's going to be a Miami team that I don't think it's going to be a Miami team that you've seen in the past years. Uh, like you said, we've won the MAC last year. I saw somebody somebody put it out there that we won the MAC ahead of schedule, and I think that's the best way to put it. Uh, it's a confident team, uh, a young confident team that is that trusts their coaches and their coaches trust them. So I just feel like we have a lot of potential, and uh, in these next couple of years, even after I leave, that this program would be well off, and it's definitely going to be back to the way it used to be back in the day, as one of the uh, better programs in the country. Absolutely. You heard it here from Manny right now. The Miami, Ohio football program is up to big things. They were ahead of schedule last year, and they're looking to repeat. For Manny Rugamba, I am Craig Forrestal. Until next time, everyone stay safe and be easy.
Hey everybody, Craig Forstall. Thanks for tuning in and listening to another episode of That Sports Guys podcast. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at that underscore sports underscore guy to catch all the latest updates and podcast episodes. Until next time, stay safe and be easy.